In March of 2020, the pandemic had just begun to take hold. In a matter of weeks, everything changed. We stopped riding public transit. Businesses shut their doors. And those who could started working from home. But perhaps one of the biggest changes to daily life affected the world's youngest citizens as they were sent home from school. But schools as well. First, for just a few weeks. 1,500 K through 12 schools across the country. Then for maybe a few more months. Due to this virus, and that poses a big problem. And then for over a year. It's a reality none of us foresaw. With schools shuttered, sports and extracurriculars canceled, and time with friends off limits, kids have spent the past year trying to find ways to entertain themselves. 12-year-old Ronak Singh did what many other kids his age did during lockdown. He hung out with his dog. I think, like, you can go for a walk with your dog, just chill it out. He practiced his violin. He spent time on his hobbies. I also do coding. I've done coding for four years. And he built a UV-detecting and COVID-killing robot named Apollo. So during COVID, to keep busy, I've been tinkering and making things. And I've made robots like Apollo. It erases viruses and bacteria, viruses like COVID-19. And that's why that was one of my main goals in Apollo, doing that in a cost-efficient way. So yes, you just heard that correctly. He just said he made an affordable COVID-killing robot named Apollo. So I use a human presence sensor, a movement sensor, and a machine learning camera to all achieve this. That's right, because Ranak Singh is no ordinary seventh grader. Instead, he's one of the most exciting up-and-coming inventors of his generation. Yeah, Um, you should see my drawers. My mom, like, I think she has to clean them every month as like a health hazard. They aren't very clean because I always have LEDs and stuff burning out. Yeah, it's not like the best smell in my desk. From the Intellectual Property Owners Education Foundation, this is Stroke of Genius. Ronak Singh first got into building robots on his ninth birthday. My dad just got me like the SparkFun Inventors Kit from SparkFun. And so they led to like making a car. I modified that same car code as the movement in Apollo. The Spark for the code I got from my original one. I remember that. Ronak built all of the kit cars in his SparkFun birthday gift. But then he started thinking up his own small robots. So from there, I even made like this small caterpillar using a water bottle cap that could throw bouncy balls. I also made this security alarm system on this old wooden house we had so that whenever you open the door, it went bee. And I even made a recycle sorting robot last year. To keep challenging himself, Ronak has also entered machine learning competitions with college-age students. Well, I had to register from my dad's account because he had to be 18 plus. And so I was competing with like college students. So I really didn't expect to win. I just wanted to learn because it taught me a lot of concepts in ML. When you hear about all these ideas and inventions, you might think that Ronak's all over the place, but he's actually constantly prioritizing what he wants to work on next. And he does that through a technique that most kids and inventors of all ages do. 
he imagines. Like, I see in the, whenever I read, I get the Wall Street Journal and I read it every day. And like, whenever I see a problem, I think if I had the money and I could give, actually make an invention, how could I make it? In March, as the front page of his Wall Street Journal reported rising infection rates, and as his in-person schooling and activities were closed until further notice, Ranak found himself only able to imagine inventions that would help with the current crisis. The U.S. is losing the battle to contain the coronavirus as the number of cases here explodes. So he started inventing tools that he thought would help in reopening his school or his karate studio or, honestly, anything. His first invention? Temperature sensors. But not just any temperature sensors. That was pretty cool. So what I did over there was you would like enter in a keypad on a specific your name without any contact. You could just hover your finger over this temperature sensor and it would get your temperature. And it was so cool and say what that does is it takes your name and your temperature and it puts that in an Excel sheet so that let's say you wanted to view how much your temperature changed. You could see all of that and you could even graph it. The idea was that in my school, even, that you could just go beep and then the guy would enter his name and there would be attendance and temperature checking all in one. Then he started working on this project that he calls the B. So that instead of going from room to room to check patients' heart rates, nurses could check vitals remotely. And so, and you have a unique barcode that is scans to know who you are. Like if I'm Ronak, I would have an ID like one, two, three, and then it would show one, two, three, and heart rate, let's say 90. And that's how to measure it. And it could automatically push the cloud because in COVID-19, the nurse has to go from like each room, like we're in the 21st century, this shouldn't be. So I was like, what is this? So that's why I made B, an idea in which it violently pushes the cloud. All she does is say, slip this on, and boom, she's measured the heart rate. And I named that B because what I imagined was that the cloud is the hive, and the bees each give their data to the cloud. The same way honeybees go get the honey and give it back to their hive. The same way B gets the heart rate and gives it back to the cloud. Pretty early on in the lockdown, Ronak stumbled upon a post on one of his online community message boards. Micron was holding a UV robot design contest. Hi, we have another contest for you this week. This one is very exciting to me because it's robots, but also because it's for public health. So uh, this is the UV robot design contest from Micron. As you probably know, we're in a pandemic right now, but... Micron uh, had realized that a UV robot capable of eliminating COVID-19 and other pathogens was one of the best ways to safeguard others. But they also found that a low-cost version of this very necessary thing didn't exist. It was March. I saw the Micron UV Challenge come out on Hackster. I was really excited for it because I really wanted to make a UV robot. I had never done that before. So I was really curious, hmm, how can I make it? So that's when I thought of a polo while in the shower. Even at his young age, Ronak felt he was up to the task. He set a goal for himself. It's very important to have goals in life. What I thought of is simply using the skills I knew and using some machine learning and artificial intelligence. I hope to make a robot that could be less than $10,000, which I saw was the price for a UV robot, not affordable for homes, nursing homes, hospitals. And I just wanted to create a cheap robot that could do the job. So Ranak got right to work. Of course, he still had to juggle his seventh grade classes. Well, I wake up actually at five o'clock in the morning every day 
And so that's how I really finished my schoolwork so that after school, I'm literally free to tinker around and just have fun. After school, sitting in his room, Ronak imagines that he has his own company. And as the boss of his own company, he asks himself a few questions. And if I had a real company, would this invention be in the market? Like for me, Apollo was something that if I was to start a company, I could sell Apollo crazy, like kind of like Boomba. I was thinking of making something like, hey, I could sell this like Roomba and everybody would get it. And that's how I really keep my team. I say, is this practical? Hey, if I make this and hypothetically, if I start a company, could I, I could sell this too, but can I really like help people with this? With more limited resources than say an average 35 year old who runs their own company, Ronak has to be really scrappy about his materials. And once he gets out of the imagining, things do get a little harder. Just like all inventors, Ronak has challenges that he faces. Sometimes I'm like working and I just can't get past it. Like, for example, I was using one technique of ML and I just couldn't break through. This is impossible for a 12-year-old kid to do. What am I trying to do? So I just took a walk with my dog and just sometimes after you freshen up, you get out of that corner you're in. So I was like in this corner where I was just trying to push against this wall when there was an opening right behind me. So after the walk, I looked behind me and I started to use a different technique. And that's the technique that works on Apollo today. Ronak spent much of his time during lockdown working on Apollo. This, is, this has been my lockdown part. It's taken a lot of hard work into it, do all of it. But just as he was getting ready to submit his work on Apollo to Micron's design contest, he hit another setback. I had made Apollo for like so long. And when I looked at the UE robot challenge, it said you have to be plus 18. And so that was like kind of devastating. But then Ronak like, wasn't just a little shy of the minimum age. He was six years out of luck. But he did what any great leader of his own company might do. He persisted. Not only did Micron not disqualify Ronak because of his age, Ronak got to present his UV COVID killing robot to the top executives at Micron. But then I contacted Kunal Parikh of Micron and he was like super supportive. And then with the Micron team, I got to present to like people like Dr. Gurtej Sandhu. And I even got a letter from Sanjay Mehotra, Mr. Mehotra, the CEO of Micron. And it was pretty cool. So I say that like, if you have setbacks, just try to work around them. Here's the pitch that emerging inventor and 2B CEO Ranak Singh just made. Imagine there's Apollo, it's cleaning a room and it only costs $300 compared to $10,000 of UV robots. This is a groundbreaking idea, which is different because it is cost-effective and it can be used not only in just hospitals, but homes, nursing homes, and it can be used to keep people safe. There are three separate techniques. There is a human presence technique, which uses four motion sensors to detect if a human is on one side. Then there's a large motion sensor on the other side, which is another motion sensor that also detects humans. And then on the front, there's an ML camera, which clicks a photo of the environment, sees if there's a human in it, and then discards the photo for security purposes. Apollo would continuously check if a human is in the room or not and clean these surfaces. But it cleans everything with UV light, which eliminates all these exposed surfaces of the virus. And this is not only for coronavirus, because it can also be used to just protect against the common flu. Ronak learned a lot more than advanced machine learning from that moment. 
And if you feel like you can't, step away from the setback for a minute because there might be an open door right behind you. Apollo's the first invention that Ronak feels he could patent. My first invention, invention, like a totally new idea, was Apollo. Clearly. And it takes like three years to get to that stage. For me, Apollo was really the first invention that I could like patent and say, this is my new idea. I made it and I think that this should be under my name. Because it was like my first invention that I considered that was patent worthy. And I was like super excited. A kid like Ronak is eligible for a patent, especially as the inventor. But a patent costs more than most seventh graders' allowances. But I think making the invention itself was that I know is patent worthy is like achievement. So what we did was we had or we got a provisional patent, which is a little patent. It protects your product, but it doesn't cost as much as, you know, design, utility, patents. It's just something to protect our product as we were going through the making or the, you know, developing stages of starting the business. This is Gabby Goodwin. She's the CEO of Confidence and the inventor of Gabby Bose, which is the first and patented double-faced, double-snap barrette. She's also got a line of plant-based hair products and other solutions. Gabby and her mom started inventing together back when Gabby was really young, and they've been in business for a while now. I started my business when I was seven years old, so I've been in business for a little over seven years. Many great inventions come from a problem that needs solving at a particular stage or point in someone's life. There is usually some pain point, something that sets the whole problem-solving spirit in motion. And Gabby and her mom's pain point started every morning before school while her mom did her hair. For about 15, 20 minutes every morning. And then she would drop me off at school. And then I would look all pretty and nice. And then she would pick me up after school. And I would look a hot mess. You know, my twists were undone because my barrettes kept falling out. And she was not only wasting time in the morning, but also wasting a lot of money. Just going inside the store and seeing her pile up the barrettes (laughs) over and over again. Even at this young age, Gabby was able to recognize an opportunity. It was like, huh, this product is not out there. So many girls can benefit from this. And so many girls can be inspired because a girl like them created a product that they, uh, one, will look pretty in. That was kind of my thought process, but I really saw that this could take off and be something where girls can can feel pretty in their hair and uh, not having to lose barrettes, but also to inspire them and to help them achieve their dreams as well. So with that, Gabby and her mom got started on their adventure to make the perfect barrette. They had ideas, they had a plan, but not everyone saw their vision. You may think that if a little girl comes up to big people with a product that they open it or they, they receive it with open arms. It's a little girl. Who doesn't want to say no to a little girl? Um, but I've gotten told no so many times. I've heard big nose, small nose, tall nose, short nose, fat nose, skinny nose, all different types of nose. Finally, someone along the way told them their idea was valuable. It's like, oh my goodness, your product, my product is unique. <laughs> it's such a good thing to hear. 
you know, we got connected to a lawyer and she was like, we need to get this protected. And, you know, it's a very unique product. So, you know, people could jump on it quickly. And so we, you know, we didn't have the product physically yet. You know, people, you know, we run into people all the time. Why did I not come up with this product? I, I literally lost breaths all the time. How could I not do this? It could have been taken easily. So definitely if you're coming up with a product that is definitely unique, make sure that if you don't have the money to get a utility or a design patent, you can get a provisional patent and um, just have somewhat a protection on your product. Once they had their provisional patent in hand, Gabby and her mom had to learn a lot about all that it takes to turn an idea into a real physical object. It takes a long time, and we didn't really know that. And that's funny because you can't just make one barrette. Like, you have to make hundreds of barrettes. You know, they come in packs as well. So, and that costs a lot, you know, packaging, molds, actually shipping the product. from Now, they didn't just need people to think their idea was unique. What they really needed were investors. But they'd already been told no so many times. And it's still present today, you know, trying to find capital, especially as a minority-owned business, Black and woman-owned. So that's just kind of the way it is right now. Big nose, small nose, tall nose, short nose, fat nose, skinny nose, all different types of nose. But Gabby's mom was not about to take no for an answer. Not with Gabby by her side. My mom, she was like, I can't stop now. Like, I can't just not do anything. Like, my daughter is nagging me every single day about these breaths. No, it's just an abbreviation for next opportunity. So we had to, my parents actually had to, you know, dip into retirement funds that they had or things that they were saving to be able to fund my dream while we started. This was a big gamble. But with their own investment and a lot of help from their entire family, this dream really started to become a reality. Our next guests were fed up and frustrated with barrettes that just didn't work. The 2018 Black Enterprise Teen Entrepreneur of the Year, Gabby from Gabby Bows. She is the president and CEO of Gabby Bows. It's a game changer for the hair industry. For a 12-year-old, you got a lot going on in your place. My name is Gabby Goodwin. I am the CEO of Confidence and the inventor of Gabby Bows. They have two faces so you can see the design both ways and have teeth and craters to trap the hair. Our first design was Little Lady, which is a ladybug. And we went through two or three prototypes that I remember. I remember getting them in the mail, you know, being like, oh my goodness, this is actually happening. They started with just one design in three colors, and now they have three designs in 15 colors. They were finally able to get their design and utility patents. We got it in the mail one day. I was literally on the computer doing something, and she came in with her phone in her hand, and I was screaming. <laughs> so it was, it was really exciting for me and my mom and the entire business just to be able to be fully patented, because not a lot of businesses get there. They got a deal with Target, and orders started to flood in from all over the country. Yeah, I spent my entire summer of 2019 stacking, or not stacking, but inspecting 5,000 packs of bows. So you're just sitting on the couch trying to figure out if all of them are right. And COVID? Well, that turned out to be just another opportunity to think about their customers and what they were going through. 
So we were able to have, at the time, some of the biggest months we've ever had in seven years in the pandemic because we were able to pivot and take, you know, just do the little things uh, to be able to serve the needs of our customers. But Gabby's very favorite piece of the success is seeing all the photos of little girls in Gabby bows. Just seeing these girls being so confident in themselves is just rewarding in itself. The whole reason why I was nagging my mom in the first place. So to see it come true is really important, especially if people who are girls who look like me, you know, black, with curly hair, they can get put down for just being who they are. And to have girls have barrettes that stay in their hair and help them feel pretty or hair products that are designed for them, for a girl, by a girl, and that cause no harm to their hair, but also help them feel confident uh, in their hair. It's just really rewarding and I'm super honored to be a role model. You know, just, I would have never thought that I would be such a big role model. There's so many things that you can learn from entrepreneurship, especially at a young age. After nearly seven years as a young entrepreneur, Gabby has learned what it takes to go from having an idea to running a successful business. Stay true to what you do and make sure that you're doing something that you love or that you're interested in. And as Ronick prepares to become CEO of his very own company, he's learned what it takes to go from an idea in your head to a working product. If you want to invent something or if you want to make something, don't ever stop yourself from doing it or say you're not good enough or I'm too little when you face a setback because those are just excuses. You should always try your best to do something and you should always work towards a goal. But once you set the goal for yourself, you shouldn't back down. If you have a curiosity, you need to follow it. Like everybody has interests. What differentiates someone as an inventor or a scientist is someone who actually follows that interest and makes sure to go with it. If you like this episode of Stroke of Genius, please leave us a rating or a review and share it with your friends. Thanks for listening.